Welcome back to another exciting episode of Yours Truly and the Topic of Choice podcast. Podcast. As I lower the volume here, I think the music is appropriate because we are in the Christmas season, and that's what tonight is about. We're talking about everything Christmas. Why do we like it? What don't we like about it? And I've brought in three great guests. I'm going to go around and introduce them. My good friend, Matt DiLorenzo, my good friend, Lisa Winsfeen, and my good friend, Chris Lee. How is everyone doing tonight? Excellent. Doing great. Doing great, Joey. <laughs> all right. I'm going to get Chris and Matt warmed up here. Um, so we're all Gen Xers, right, everybody? And remember, yes. while we can yes. see each other on the video, I want you to describe some things uh, as, as we go along. We are all Gen Xers, which means we were born and raised in the 80s and enjoyed the 90s uh, a whole lot. And while we are in the season of Christmas, I thought it would be great because, Matt, you and I have had conversations on what our kids are missing as they're growing up versus what we had when we grew up as kids. And we're going to talk movies. I want to talk food. I want to talk uh, TV shows. And we're going to talk some toys. And we're going to talk about family traditions. So I'm going to open up the floor for one of the first things is, um, are you, first of all, ready for the season? Who's in the season? Does the season kick off with Mixmas? And for those of you who don't know what Mixmas is, this is Christmas music that starts in July here in Lexington, pretty much. That's an exaggeration, but it seems like it starts in July. And does when does it kick off? So who's in? Who's already there? Are you ready? Is it? Are you behind? Let's start there. Done. You're done. Pretty much, yeah. Got everything up. Outside lights, and and this is early for me. I don't usually. This is a 2020 phenomenon because I'm home and I can, and you know I have time. And my parents were coming for Thanksgiving, and we wanted it to be festive for them because they were the only people they're going to see. Nobody else is going to come. They're high risk. They, they came to see us because we're closest and so we wanted it to be really festive so all the outdoor lights all the christmas tree is up all the inside everything and the worst part about that is now we have time to go oh you know what's missing we need to add this or that so it keeps getting added to where normally i don't put anything up until the weekend after thanksgiving because you know i'm at work and don't have time really um yeah it's my yeah, first first year not having a real tree in 20 years too i got a you fake, have a fake tree. tree yeah I a really a good tree. fake tree I like the really, trees. I don't. I like the sap we, and the smell, but what do you have, Chris? Uh, we have a, we have two fake trees. Um, I found out early on. I think it was like fifth grade that live trees don't do well with me. My face swelled up like Hitch. You know, oh. you like, <laughs> like you so need Benadryl. Not, yeah, it's not not pretty. So we do two fake trees, but yeah, we we're kind of like we're, we're kind of like the others. We. We do it right after Thanksgiving, uh, day after Thanksgiving. That's acceptable. You know, every, everybody that's yeah. puts everything up. And, and again, it's the same kind of 2020 phenomenon of normally it stretches out over weeks of just you kind of do it here and there. But, you know, since you can't really do much anything else, we're, we're almost done. I, mean, I think we're basically done, too. Matt? Yeah, we're done. Um, I think, uh, and I, I think one of my neighbors said it best, you know, I think the whole neighborhood kind of got a jump start just because they wanted to get into the, into the spirit. Cause we're all kind of, you know, caved in a little bit, but we did it right during the, 
uh, Thanksgiving holiday and um, and right after it, we are a we're a fake tree family right now as well. I'm a huge <laughs> advocate for the fake tree. You know, when my kids were younger, we would do the whole thing where we'd go out to the field, we'd pick it, I'd saw it. Um, but, you know, I'd find needles in my pockets in April. You know, I, I mean, it's like sand. I just, I, the needles, you can't get rid of them. I mean, so, and also hauling it out of the house, you know, it's wider than the door. You're they go everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. Every All the leftover day. water spills because you forget that it has water because it's dead. And it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> and I love the smell, but that's what we have candles for now, I say. So, yeah. Or the sensicles. Oh, I, like I use it. the sensicles. Have you seen the sensicles? I've not uh -uh. seen They're like, they look like little icicle ornaments that you put in your tree and they're like scented and the whole house, I mean, they're amazing. They, the whole house smells. I put one by the, on the little hat, the hall tree by the front door. So when you walk in, it smells like trees. Are these like the, the hanging trees like that tree. you put in your rearview mirror that smell like pine? No, they look, they're icicles. They're like little ornaments that are they look like icicles, but they're green and they smell amazing. They smell just like a tree. So we can put them on fake trees and it'll smell like a real tree. That's it. Put your nose in there and you're like, man, it actually smells like a tree. How did they do that? And little do they know you'd have a little surprise in there. So I like it. Got to get them. Home Depot. So for convenience sake, <laughs> 10 years now, 12 years, we've done fake trees because Matt, I'm in your, I'm in your wheelhouse. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to cut it. I don't want to put it on my car and scratch my paint. I don't want to bring it in. I don't want to water it. And then sometimes you get some that are cockeyed and then some oh, that are, it's tilting. Yeah. It's tilting. And then you got to shim it. You're, yeah. Yeah. So I thought, go ahead. It's also a, financially. Yes. It, in the long run, it's cheaper to have the fake tree. It's cheaper. That's that was the tipping point for me. Well, that in 2020. But the last time I got a tree, I was in sticker shock. I was like, never have I spent that much. And I didn't buy a bigger tree. It wasn't like I went from six feet to 10 feet. You know, it was a seven foot tree. And was it real I, it or was fake that you're talking about? Real, a real, the last real tree that I bought, which was probably two years ago. How much uh, was I, it? I, was like 90 something dollars yeah, and okay. i'm used to paying like 40 maybe maybe 50 uh depending on if i go a little bigger you know one year i get a you know foot more but 90 dollars. i'm like man at that rate i started checking out the price of the other trees i'm like i keep this tree three years i'm already i've already made money <laughs> you know so and the lights you don't you know they stay on you don't have to worry about them the oh, lights are warranted yeah, yeah. pre-lit mm -hmm. so and i'm really picky about my lights and i thought well you know if most of the work is done i can add more if it's not enough and actually it was i didn't have to add anymore it was good how many of you grew up going and getting the tree so i'm gonna raise huh. my hand chris is shaking his head no uh, and that's yes so lisa and chris so you guys I, had fake trees growing up we, we had fake trees and our our fake tree was one you like now they, they come in sections and you kind you of fold like, them out and everything but we that we had like the it was like the long wooden stick with the holes in it. You had to my dad had color coded them and you had to yes. hang them. And if they weren't right, it was all you know looked all weird and yeah. Like at the very bottom, you'd have to lay on the floor and be like a car mechanic trying to you know lay underneath it and putting it all in and yeah. It was so then that so that tree you then used obviously for how many years? Decades? Oh, I mean, I I, I think they finally got rid of it when I went to college. Yeah. I mean it. Yeah, it was probably when we went to college, my two brothers and I, uh, that my parents were like, all right, we're not doing this anymore. We're buying a fake tree. My mom has had a fake tree ever since. Uh, and I, I like the fake tree. I, th I think it's pretty good. Uh, let me ask you this. 
with regards to um, the meals and such, I know that that obviously the get-togethers, Christmas Eve. Let's just talk about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. All right, is it stressful? Let's just start there. Now or before when we were young? Let's talk before when you were young, and then now. What was it like when you were young, Matt? Best thing in the world, man. I mean, yep. I, I feel like I hit the the family lottery, man. I mean, we um, we live an hour away from all of our relatives. I grew up in Wheeling, West Virginia. All my relatives were up uh, near Weirton and Ferguson, PA area. And uh, for Christmas Eve, we would always drive up to my grandmother's, um, call her Nani. Um, she actually just turned 100 in August, believe it or not. What? Right. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but she, um, she would make the italian seven fishes the whole nine and okay. we would go up there and it would be packed aunts uncles you know people you that you're related to that you don't even know you know you see once a year and um it was awesome i mean it was great 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 memories for me um and then driving home staring out the window you know looking for santa claus you know which mm. was awesome it was a great feeling <laughs> and it was just magical so for me it was awesome christmas day phenomenal and then they all would come to our house and then my mother would cook so that was our tradition okay chris what about you what was your tradition as a kid man i i'm kind of kind of mad in that we we were about an hour away from grandparents and um so we would go christmas eve we would go to my mom's parents and then so we would stay overnight there and then christmas day we would drive to illinois to see my dad's parents so we got kind of the two in one um you know and i Honestly, a couple of different, so you would have family that would get together at both places. And I think I always share this just because it's, I think it's, I mean, I'm assuming it's unique. I've never found anybody else that's done this, but there was one year when I was really little, probably, I guess, five or six that my grandmother was pretty sick during Christmas. I think she got the flu or something like that. And so she couldn't do her, um, her normal um, spread. And so one of the only places that was open at the time was Captain D's. <laughs> and so, so they go to captain d's and they buy all this stuff and everybody loved it like mm -hmm. it and so like and, and so the next year she went back to turkey and ham and all that kind of stuff and everybody was like you know we, we kind of like captain d's so literally from like fifth grade on christmas eve was captain d's for, wow uh, so man. that actually started something it, it, it started something and i mean i'm i'm 40 i'll be 44 this december and we still do it I mean, my grandparents passed away, but like all the family branches of the family, you know, everybody sends a picture of their, you know, fried fish. That's like the only time of year I eat that. <laughs> Probably the only time you really should. It's not great. <laughs> but, but we would eat that. And then just, and then her Christmas cookies were just off the charts too. I mean, the, the desserts were just amazing. So yeah, Captain D's and Christmas cookies. That's awesome. Lisa? Yeah. Well, um, so I had a, a pretty big family. I have five sisters and my two older sisters are like 12 and 13 years older than I am. And then I have three sisters who are all two years apart after me. So my two older sisters, while they didn't, for most of our lives weren't living in our house, they were when we were younger, but um, they went off, you know, in, in their um late teen years and early 20s and had their own family. So they would start bringing, we had these huge holidays because they were all in, in Dayton where we, where we lived. And so we would have the, the, um, 
nieces and nephews that were actually pretty close in age to my younger sisters. It was this very odd, strange thing that happens in blended families, you know. And um, so they would all come, not usually on Christmas Eve. We would have Christmas Eve would always be uh, my parents always tried to keep the focus on uh, church, you know, and, and the, the you know, Christmas Eve was baby Jesus night. And so we would go for the Christmas Eve service. My mother had this just total fascination with dressing up the girls for, for church because dad would always kind of temper us and take us to football and watch sci-fi and do movies and all that kind of stuff. But church was mom's day to dress us all up. And whether it was Sunday or the holidays, holidays were the best because she could buy matching dresses. So we got mm -hmm. to be humiliated in the matching dresses. You know, I mean, all four of us and we have a million pictures in front of the big um fireplace in stair step order in the matching dresses and at some point you know the older girls were just a little too old we're hitting that like preteen, and so the dresses didn't you couldn't get them in kid sizes anymore so she would match the two older kids and then coordinate the two younger kids so it coordinated but the two older ones and the young i mean it was ridiculous all our lives so christmas we always had all these these matching you know, dressed up pictures, we'd go to church, we'd have Christmas Eve service, go out for a nice dinner, mom was not cooking on Christmas Eve, we were allowed to open one present on Christmas Eve. And yeah. then Christmas morning, we woke up and, and, you know, Santa came, but I don't ever really, we didn't, we weren't one of those families. You know, I see so many people growing up or, or peers of mine who have kids that are so intensely Santa and the big secret and don't tell the kids and like this, the, and now the elf on the shelf and all that stuff that happens. And that, I mean, I just never remember that being the focus of our Christmases. Like we knew about Santa, but I don't ever remember a time of being this big disappointment of the big reveal like to find out I feel like it was always so much more focused I mean it was always Santa and our presence would say from Santa but like we always knew it was my parents you know I don't mm, ever no. remember that being a big secret so um that was that was kind of our, and then mom would make a big meal and usually my sisters would come with their kids um sometime throughout the day after they had had their Christmases with their family or with their in-laws that might be local and we'd come over and so you, so your then. Chris, your church service, your, your all's was early. And then you went out to dinner after that, like earlier yeah. in the evening. I, I mean, we went to dinner. I don't really remember yeah. what time, you know, that time of year it's dark out. It all seems late, yeah. you know, especially when you're a kid, but we, we would, mom always got treated to a nice Christmas dinner out. Nice. And we, we, dad would always, you know, she wouldn't have to cook on Christmas Eve. And that was, that was ours, uh, ours was always at 11 that night with a full stomach of fried fish and you're sitting <laughs> you for an hour. <laughs> oh God. That was, that was a little different. Yeah, that was a little rough. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't think we went to dinner first. I mean, yeah. I don't remember. In in our later years, when we got older, we started going for family uh, Christmas to Florida. And so we would have Florida Christmases. And, and then, of course, I've been in Florida now since I graduated college. So I've always had warm Christmases. So it seems very normal to me to have them down here. So... I remember last year I was, what is it, the 10th? I think it was this time last year I was in the Keys working on that project for, oh, yeah. for Fred. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because where I was staying right down the road uh, in the Keys uh, was this community of homes. And everybody there has golf carts, like everybody. If you don't have a golf cart, then... I don't think you're allowed to buy a house there. <laughs> and the night that, that I was there, this neighborhood had this uh, Christmas parade. It was, inc it was incredible. It was hysterical, but incredible. A golf, every cart, golf cart parade. The golf cart yeah. parade. Yeah. It was at night. You know? Villages or whatever? No, this is down in the Keys. Okay. Uh, down in the Florida Keys. And um, 
but it was unlike any, you know, kind of quirky parade that I've ever been to because everybody that is watching the parade brings out like beer and shots <laughs> and that's the keys <laughs> for the for the people driving by and oh boy. I, yeah so I, I it was it was awesome it was a lot it was just a great a great community a great uh, a lot a good time of laughs and, and seeing that but I got to experience a little bit of the keys Christmas uh Lisa that was a, a great memory there you know when I was a kid we um we would my grandparents were far away uh we had some in Florida we had one set in Florida and one set up in Detroit so we didn't do a lot every year with extended family. It was just our family. Um, and so my mom would make a big meal for Christmas Eve and we would invite people to our house. You know, so I just remember every Christmas Eve meal was with new families every year. And I remember my older brother got so mad one year. He's like, why can't we just have Christmas with us? Why do we have to always have, why do we always have to have other people in? Just hear him saying it too. <laughs> I know. Um, That's and then funny. of course, uh, Christmas day, uh, you know, very, very traditional. And we'll, we'll talk more about the Christmas morning here, but, um, but then it wasn't until probably high school Christmas, uh, Christmas night, we started a tradition of going to the movies. Mm. So we would go every Christmas evening and yes, Chris, don't judge me. Instead of going to church, <laughs> we would go to the cinema <laughs> with all the pagans. Yeah, there you go. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> believe it or not it was packed it was it was jam-packed yeah. those theaters yeah. every christmas night and we just it was so much fun watching the opening christmas movies uh and, i mean that's and I like we, even more of a thing now i mean it's huge yeah now, that's what i was know? gonna say so. yeah. 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 a lot of people do that now yeah. so let me ask you this give me give me some things that as a kid growing up and even now whether you go to in-laws or whether you go to families what are the food deal breakers? What are the ones you look and you're at the buffet table and you're just like, I'm not touching it. <laughs> and I know you've got some. So if you want, I'll start. And for me, it's oyster casserole. I'm not touching oh. that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching it. So go ahead. I know there's something and, and you guys, I know they're going to be listening. Well, I... Really, Thanksgiving has more that way for me because I've had okay. many, many um, bad Thanksgivings, and that's a whole other podcast um, next year, maybe. Uh, I, the history of Thanksgiving in me is rather interesting, um, and it was always the sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows on top. I cannot, oh, I even that. to this day, no, that's even so just good. talking about it right now, I'm like... Why do you hate America, Lisa? <laughs> No, this is, again, that's a longer story, <laughs> but... Um, in at, in the Christmas season, mom, one of the things mom would always make, and it's delicious. It's really, really fantastic. It's a shrimp dip. And as kids, you like, you ate it with Fritos and it's like, you can't eat it with anything other than Fritos. Like it has, and it, it is absolutely delicious. And of course I got older and I'm like, mom, I need the recipe. It's Christmas. I got to have shrimp dip. She gives me this recipe and I'm like, how have you been feeding this to us our whole lives? It is literally like a whole pound of butter and cream cheese and shrimp and like a little onion and maybe some salt and pepper. Hey, and I, I can't, I cannot Just even <laughs> email me the recipe. I can't even like bring myself to eat it anymore now that I know it's in it because like I can feel my arteries hardening like just thinking about it it's delicious but oh my god it's like but that's that was a lot of the things that that 
you know, we grew up eating that we know a little better about now. And I, I haven't made it in years. I keep thinking, how could I make this make that for John. in a healthy way? Oh, he'll, no, he'll love it. No, I yeah. can't. No, no. <laughs> Matt? Uh, for me, it would probably be the smelts, which was part of the seven fishes thing. I stayed away from those. Mm. Um, what is not, smelt? Not a fan. It's like a small fish. You could see it. It's like it's like, it's, like a, it's almost like a sardine or an yeah. anchovy right yeah, yeah. And or like in, in between the anchovy and the the sardine yeah kind of like captain it's not like captain d's then <laughs> no i would give anything to have that <laughs> if you <laughs> fry it it's the same yeah. love some seven fishes with some hush puppies that'd be the- <laughs> yeah some malt vinegar malt vinegar yeah. on there you have to have the malt vinegar that's have a- to <laughs> anyone the- that doesn't eat the malt vinegar with that food i question yeah <laughs> Yeah, don't even put it. It helps it break cake. down in your stomach. Is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chris, so, yeah, what about so you? Anything like, anything like bourbon ballish or the cherry chocolate covered with the alcohol. I don't, I don't oh, yeah. that. That's, I'm not a big bourbon ball fan. I'll eat them, but yeah. I'm not buying them. Chris, yeah. what about you? What, what's, a, what's a no-go for you? Um, well, you took one, the oysters. That's, a, that's yeah. awful. Yeah, um, now, again, now I'll eat them on a half shell in a summer with a cold that's beer different. all day. That's completely yeah, different. Totally different. But, um, I think the other thing is, is mincemeat pie. Um, oh. it, it's like a, I mean, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a conglomeration of like fruit. It's, it, I think it's horrible or like those fruitcake things, you know, like the, yeah, yeah, that log yeah. that, yeah. Like I think everybody just re-gifts the same one every year. I don't know that anybody's ever eaten. It's like, you know, and they don't spoil, I, which is always yeah. like a sign of yeah. I, I, am, the, I am the oddball here. I like fruitcake. So no, does my husband. Don't. I do. My husband oh. loves it. If you get a good fruitcake, it'll take me two weeks to eat it. You know, you just gotta have a little slice with coffee hey, in Joey. the morning. Yeah. Joey, that, that's like saying if you get a good stomach virus. Like there's just there's no such thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just that doesn't exist i was gonna I mean, ask where is a good fruitcake i've never heard anybody be like hey go to this bakery they no. got the best fruitcake no never. no no. so my brother-in-law <laughs> my, my brother-in-law gets it for me every year because he goes to some some place in manchester okay. and he, it's i don't know where it's at but he it's it, but it comes very it's almost like a moist cake. You like, you know, it's in tin foil and it's handwritten. You know, somebody is is taking orders and, and and making this thing. But he gets me one every Christmas, and I bring it home. My wife looks at me like it's nothing but sugar and sugar. <laughs> you know? like, and it, is it is it moist because it's drenched with some kind of alcohol, and yes, that's really that's right. what makes it taste good? Is the alcohol oh, not so much you, the other stuff? Maybe maybe you're onto something. That uh, might maybe, be it. Some of that some of that's the asbestos in it too to keep it from going bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's flip it real quick what are the must-haves what are the must-haves what, what do you want to see uh and whether that whether any anything whether you know it doesn't have to be a big meal thing but what do you want to see w- with a food like for me eggnog like like come come thanksgiving i won't touch it even though i want it like even if they do a special three weeks before thanksgiving eggnog i'm not touching it nope but come Thanksgiving and into the Christmas season, it's in my refrigerator because I love it. It's a must-have. I got to have it. I just I don't drink a lot of it, but every now and then a little shot of it, I just love it. So what about you guys? 
I like eggnog too, but I can only have a little. My stomach doesn't tolerate yeah. it very much. Yeah, you know, you're I, not I, drinking a full. Like glass. Usually, no. Usually, we 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 buy like a quart, and I never finish it. I end up dumping it because it's like I just like want to have the taste of it. Like you can't let the season go by without at least a little taste of eggnog. But it's way too too heavy, and I have to have the fresh nutmeg on top. The I nutmeg, like the yeah. Nutmeg. yeah. Yeah, maybe a little ice cream in it with some whipped cream. I I don't know. I don't well, know. my stomach and dairy don't really <laughs> love all that, so yeah, small amounts, small amounts. Um. But for me, well, I, I, as you know, Joey, have some food challenges. I have a lot of food allergies and, and gluten being the biggest one for me. So it's since, so it's, it's like life before gluten or, you know, before and after gluten, you know? So when I was a kid, which would probably explain why Thanksgiving never agreed with me, um, there were certain things that we loved. I, I made most of the Christmas cookies every year, you know, I'd make yeah. tons and tons of them. And my father, um, one of the things he loved every year, he would talk about it and talk about it, about his grandmother who was from Germany, had all these recipes that she would, she was a big baker and she'd make these coffee cakes and she'd make all this, this really great baked goods. And she never wrote a single recipe down. And so all the recipes died with her. And he was just like, you know, you would wake up in the morning and she'd have been up since four o'clock, you know, with the raising the, the, the dough and the yeast and making these coffee cakes and you'd wake up and smell them baking. And it was just like old school, traditional. Amazing. Baked, yeah. yeah. But all the recipes died with her. And so mm. he would talk about these anise cookies. And if any of yeah. you know anything about anise, you either love it or you hate it. You know, it's, it's like black, black licorice. It is. It's black licorice yeah. flavored, you know, like grappa flavor, you know, so people either love it or they hate it, but it was the flavoring in these cookies, but it wasn't the flavoring so much. It's very mild. It's not strong, but these cookies, dad would just talk about them and talk about them and talk about them. So finally I got my hands on a recipe. I found a recipe and one year I made it for him and it became these traditional cookies that dad had to have. I happened to like black licorice. So I liked them, but the magic of the cookie was not so much the flavor as it was the way it was made. And the key to this cookie was that you had to beat the eggs for like a million years and they had to get super super glossy and they were only maybe like three or four ingredients it was like eggs and flour and sugar and not much else except the anise flavoring and then they had to sit on a cookie tray overnight in a cold dark spot and they would get like a hard crust on the top you'd stick them in the oven and they would pop up they look a little mushroom and they have this crust and then the inside was chewy they were amazing and so every year I started making these for my dad and it was like heaven. And so even after I moved away, like I had to make them for him and it became a huge challenge to try to make them in Florida. Cause believe it or not, baking in Florida is very different because of the humidity. And so it's, it's almost impossible to make, I can make them, they taste the same, but they don't pop up. They don't get that, that same because unless I turn the AC like way down into like 65 degrees and freeze everybody out to get it cold enough for, to get the same results. So it's funny. You think 65 is cold. <laughs> <laughs> I have my AC set on like 78. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's all relative. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things that was like super huge. And of course, trying to make them gluten-free is impossible. There's just some mm. things that don't translate. I've been able to translate a lot of my recipes. That is not one of them. Um, yeah. So, so that, that's kind of, yeah, half the family loved them. Half of them didn't, but they were really made for dad. Those were dad's cookies that I made for him every year. Matt? Oh man, for me, um, I guess like, are, are we still on the grow up thing or are we, are we like now? Matt, are you falling <laughs> you asleep? Pick. You pick. Are we, are we all over sleep? Sleep? <laughs> um, you pick. 
I would say now because I kind of take over the cooking on the Christmas Eve and um, I make my homemade meatballs for the family. Um, And that's like our big thing. And my wife, Amy, always does like this artichoke dip, which I love and stuffed mushrooms. And the reason we, we, we don't cook a huge meal on Christmas Eve is we we all pitch in and go to a buddy of mine's house um, where everybody kind of gets together at like noon and we do a brunch where everybody's, you know, who has, you know, the kids and stuff. And you get to see all the kids every year that just grow up and it's amazing how long we've been doing it. You see the kids that started out at four years old and how old they are now. And, uh, but then we, we, we end up going to church um, after. And then after we usually have my wife's parents over who they live here locally and then that's where we'll you know because we we've already eaten kind of a little bit during the day and then we eat at night and i just you know i just like to have some red wine and 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 nibble on that for a little bit and then we always cook a a christmas dinner um the next day and i usually ask the family what they what they want because i enjoy cooking um so they usually tell me what they want they like my pasta um but we can you know sometimes we can do fish and and other things as well um, but yeah, to me, it's, it's honestly not even as much, I, I guess the, the signature in our house now is just like my homemade meatballs. They know that's coming on Christmas Eve, Christmas day, but to me, it's more just cooking yeah, while the yeah, family's yeah. getting yeah. ready and doing things and just creating that smell and that aroma mm. and just, you know, listening to Christmas music and just being together and just that, that to me is like the best part about all that. Yeah. Chris. Hey, before I answer, so Matt, is it sauce or is it gravy? I know that's a big. Ooh. It depends on who I'm talking to, right? Yeah. <laughs> I could say gravy, and then some people look at me like, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's sauce. Yeah. The yeah. Sauce. I got it. Okay. Awesome. See, it was sauce for us, yeah, too. I love you for that. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> hey, I know it's a thing, man. I, one of my real good buddies in college was uh, uh, all, the whole. Both sides of his family were Italian, and that yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, so um, you know, for for me, I think I mean, there's a lot of different you know entrees and stuff that I like. My mom always does ham, and uh, a lot of the sides are always like you know like a green bean casserole and all that kind of stuff. That's great. But man, I'm such a dessert guy, and mm-hmm. my grandmother's sugar cookies. I mean, just plain sugar cookies, but. When you were talking about like the the process of how all that works and just yeah. how she would get them yeah. so thin and everything was perfect, so that um, they were like a, there's like a meringue, like a mint chocolate chip meringue cookie that that they would make, mm-hmm. and um, and then my mom makes these Heath bar cookies, and it's I mean it, it, it's I think it's it's like a saltine cracker, <laughs> caramel, and like chocolate over top, so you get the sweet and the salty. And I mean, I'll just, I mean, I'm like Winnie the Pooh holding the honey jar, man, just like <laughs> housing those things. It's great. Um, so like all, all of that, but it, similar thing too, of just being around family and being able to cook together, doing a brunch or even like kind of the, uh, at my in-laws, we'll do a brunch and then everybody just kind of lounges around. And then there's like a, uh, we'll, we'll just do a real laid back dinner of like chili and like my father-in-law does turkey salad you know you'll have a couple bourbons yeah yeah turkey hash yeah the who hash yeah but it's like i i think it's just more of of just how relaxing it is and it's not like you know you're on some strict schedule that's just you know everybody's just kind of hanging out and being together and so it makes it fun you know it's funny you say that because there are a lot of people that i know where i where i 
asked earlier, is it stressful or not? And then the, the conversation went to early as when we were kids. And the answer was pretty much a unanimous no. You know, we were able to enjoy what Christmas is and, and enjoy the times and the family and the food. Um, but I do know some individuals where it's a complete stress weekend. And it's the reason is, is because it's just travel to hit all yeah. of the, yeah. the needed, the needed spots. And, and, um, and, you know, I've got nothing to say other than that must be tough. It must be tough. I, I, I like the fact that um, as, as our family has kind of grown, we're, we're building our own traditions. We're building our own times and then, okay, it, you know, we're, we're then going or people are coming. Um, so I, I feel fortunate from that aspect. Uh, you know, so let me ask you guys this. You know, we're going to talk about the movies here in a second, and that's going to really encompass the last, uh, the last part of the show. But when I was a kid... I remember I have one to two Christmas mornings that I remember waking up um, and seeing that one special item that you were hoping you were, hoping, you know, like the Red Rider BB gun. Right. That, mo that <laughs> moment. And, and uh, I know you all know, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to hold off on sharing what mine was. But if you have that memory, uh, if you want to share, you know, I I'd love to hear what that one was, you know, whether it's a, a, a a Care Bear? I don't care, Chris. I know you, you <laughs> like them. Or if it was a, you know, Teddy Ruxpin, it's okay. You can share that with us. <laughs> it's a safe space. Safe space. Yeah. <laughs> you're a brony with your My Little Ponies. Is that what you're saying, That's Joe? Right. Yeah. Uh, mine was, uh, <clears throat> I remember mine was an air hockey table. Oh, cool. And I had, um, and I think the coolest part about that is I hadn't even asked for it. Like we had, that was one of those surprise gifts that your parents did. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of a risk, you know, we, but I mean, it, I, I absolutely love that thing. And um, I mean, we played that all the way through high school. I mean, I had all my buddies over and, you know, that was, that was a killer gift. It's awesome. <clears throat> Matt. Uh, for me, it would be, I got, a Thunderbolt remote control car. It was, mm. I don't know if you guys were in remote control cars, but it was kind of like that and the grasshopper were the big ones back then. And I think, you know, I'm like you, Chris, I, I, I mentioned it once to my dad, we were at the mall and I'll never forget. We were ripping and running and it was yeah. Christmas time. And I wanted to go into a store and I think it was called coin and hobby. Mm. And I was like, I want to go in here real quick. And my dad was like, why, why do you want to go in there? And I go, they got this, this remote control car. It's called the Thunderbolt. It's, I mean, it's amazing. And he's like, we don't have time. Like, we got to go. And it was the last gift on that pile. And man, oh, man, I didn't even, I'm, I actually still have it on v, VHS. It was crazy. And That's I, awesome. I rip it open. And I just pause. And then I just go bananas. But it was cool because <laughs> my dad paid attention. Yeah. yeah yeah that's no cool so that that Kudos was to your dad one. there that's that's yeah. a great memory yeah, yeah. huge yeah lisa so i i thought of this question of course there were like three that came to mind and um but i'll go with the one that is more on this theme because i think it's uh it was one of the coolest christmases and i don't remember how old we were remember i had three younger sisters so if we were going to get cabbage patch kids everyone had to get a cabbage oh patch gosh, kid cabbage and you remember yeah. the yeah. frenzy of trying yeah. to get cabbage patch kids for one you know child PS5 of our day oh my yeah. god you yeah. know and the waiting list and the people waiting for the trucks to come in and there was a Christmas we all got a Cabbage Patch Kid and it was a big Christmas you know yes. but the Christmas I most remember um, 
and again, we had to have been pretty young because this was when we lived in the country um, and we had a, a big country house. And I remember coming down the stairs on Christmas morning. And again, this was not a present that anybody had asked for, but mom and dad had gotten one of those little tykes trains you know, mm. that you actually sit on. And oh, so yeah. we came down the stairs to the living room where the Christmas tree was. And there is a life-size real train going through the living room around the tree, you know, and it was amazing. Of course, we, I don't even know that we had ever even seen this yeah. thing, you know, I mean, nowadays you get the Barbie cars and that kind of stuff. But the cool thing about the train was it had all these little sections. So all four of us could sit on it and go around, you know, the living room on this train. And, and that was like such a highlight because, you know, trains are such a theme for Christmas anyway, yeah. and to come down and have a life-size one. And of course this was way before Polar Express and everything, but that was a super, super memorable one. And again, the memory was so keen because it was a surprise. It was, I feel like when you put a Christmas list, you have an expectation of something, right. but when, yeah. and I feel like that is the biggest part of Christmas to me. That's so fun. I love giving great presents. And, you know, now that we're all spread apart and we're in different places and I have a million nieces and nephews, I have nieces and nephews who have kids. I can't even keep up with them. And it's pretty much agreed. We don't all give each other presents because it's just not, it's not yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Um, and so if I see, if I'm going to be seeing family, then I'll, I'll, you know, feel obligated to get something for them and I will, but occasionally I'll see something that I think of a family member and I'll just send it to them. You know, I'll, oh, this would be great for Christmas. It's perfect. It's a, it's a perfect gift for that person. And it's, to me, I feel like it makes it more special when you find that and you send it mm. to them because it is unexpected and they're like, wow, you know, this, this is something somebody thought of for me. And that's kind of what I had tried to teach my daughter when she was young because she got enormous amounts. Of, she has such a big family. She got so many presents and we going back to the cooking and Christmas and everything. One year I told everybody, don't send anything. Just you send one, I told my parents, send one present. I told half the family, don't send anything. She gets too many. Her birthday's right after Christmas. It's too mm -hmm. much. She thinks that it's just like a month of straight presents. It's too much. And we made a big point out of making Christmas cookies to send to everybody. It was all about giving things to everybody. We made tons That's of good. Christmas cookies. We put them all together in packages. And to this day, she has that whole love of giving gifts. You know, when it's Christmas morning, she wants you to open the present that she got for you first before she opens anything because she's just so excited to see what yeah. the joy of giving. And and to me, that's that's been really special to to give that to her. I, I, I probably speak for Chris and Matt as well and chime in, guys, if you want. But my kids have also, you know, we started them early. We'd say, you know, they couldn't buy a gift. It's like, okay, here, this is what your gift to mom or this is your gift to your brother, your gift to your sister. And the morning of when they, hey, this one's for me, this one's for me, it's so exciting for them to give, you know, and then, uh, you know, however that expands out past our family, I think, Lisa, you bring a good point is it's not about, we all know this, right? It's not about the getting, it's the giving. Um, but with, with this, well, here, let me share mine real quick. I remember... Um, the one that I wanted to share tonight, it was a G.I. Joe <laughs> Sky Striker plane. Ooh. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, it was like this huge plane, and underneath it had this handle, so you could, like, run with it. And it had this lever on top that you'd slide back and forth, and the wings would come out like an F-14 Tomcat, like Tom Cruise mm -hmm. and Top Gun, right? And I remember that was, again, a gift that I had not heard about, seen, and when I got it, it was just so memorable. It was one of those ones I played for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and years. <laughs> I think I still have it somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. 
maybe. Anyway, you know, you know. <laughs> hey, Joey, when we when we when, when you and I run tomorrow, you can run with it. You can hold it in the air, please. As he knows where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> striker. I, I had the GI Joe had the cockpit. You could push the button and they would eject out. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. Matt's like, no. I, I, yeah, I totally track. know. Totally I'm know. I was a huge yeah. GI Joe guy. Girl. Listen, yeah. I was a GI. I was a GI. Or who was Scarlet? I was Scarlet on on GI Joe. I, we probably played GI oh, Joe yeah. together on to the do, playground. We need to do yeah. a podcast about GI Joe. Yeah, yeah Scarlet. Mm. Yeah, That's not me. the Baroness. No. Anyway, so <laughs> let me guys. Let me ask you guys this. One of the struggles that we have had as a family, we do family movie night. We, we can still do it. We're almost there to where my son's like, this is lame. I'm going to play Xbox, you know. But my, my girls are still excited about family movie night. And every now and then we can get him to join us. It's a struggle, though, to find out what are the Christmas movies, you know, that we're going to watch. And there are some that throughout my, the course of my, my years of Christmas, I've got three that I want to talk about tonight. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to mention them. And I want to know what your top three are. And I want to start with, start with your third, move forward as to what your number one is. That if you're sitting down to watch a Christmas movie, what movie is that going to be? Okay. So I'm going to start. My number three is Fred Claus. It's a recent <laughs> one. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's Vince Vaughn, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I, I'm just mentioning it. Go ahead, Chris. Number three? Yeah, number three. We're gonna we're working uh, our way from the bottom to the top. Yeah, I would say number three uh, would go, even though his voice can be a little bit annoying, going way back to uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, you're going with a classic. That's good. Yeah. You would. I mean, <laughs> it's it is classic. It, it, it goes down. I'm just giving you our time. Second, I love yeah, it. I love Wonderful Life, Matt. So we're, we're just going with our third. Um, my third would be Christmas Vacation. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be boring on this segment because I'm just very, I'm, when it comes to Christmas stuff, I'm very nostalgic. So mm -hmm. I kind of, I get into the ones that were big to me when I was younger. Of course. Well, that's, that's what the question is. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa. So my number three is a more modern one. My nostalgia will come in my next two, yep, but um, my, my, the one that I kind of have watched with my daughter that we both love is the family stone. Oh, um, I love that movie. That's a great movie. It has a we little bit of that. everything in it. Great acting, but it, the story itself has, you know, a little bit of everything And that. For me, I think the, <laughs> the, the for family dynamics of, you know, it's great to see everybody, but oh, family, you know, it's always that there's yep. something there you have to deal with. And then, oh, somebody new in the family. And I, I and yet at the end of it, you're your family. And just, it's just great, great story in there. Some humor and, but Chris, Matt, if you haven't seen that movie, it's a great, it's a family one as well. Cool. I think, I've seen all, it. yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good one. Okay. Uh, who are you? So everyone's gone there three, right? Yeah. All right, Chris, number two. Number two would, for me would be Christmas Vacation. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not like, so the, the movie itself, I mean, there's so many classic lines that everybody repeats and all that kind of stuff, but I think it, it's, it's been escalated uh, in the last probably 10 or 15 years because there's a, a buddy of mine that has everybody over and probably there's like 20 or 30 of us that will sit down in his basement and watch it and you have to bring something to eat like you have to bring uh, a, a food to share but the only criteria is that it has to be from a gas station like you can't <laughs> you can't cook it 
So, so food from a gas station. I mean, it's like some of the most disgusting, like stuff you would like, like fruit logs, like Joey, like the, all this stuff that you have to bring and, and share. It's it's like honey buns and pork rinds. It's terrible. I want to spend a holiday with with the Lee family for Captain D's. <laughs> Yeah. For the Christmas vacation <laughs> requirements. Now you know why I run. Now you know why I have to run. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, let's see, Matt, number two. My number two would be just the old Rudolph because when I was yeah. young, when that came on regular TV, that kicked it off for me. That was like, okay, this yeah. is Christmas time. You know, the old school Rudolph. And what's amazing and I could completely be wrong here, but does that movie have the trade off the, the trademark to his name or something? Because any other Christmas movie, no matter what, do you ever hear them mention Rudolph or see, even if there, there may be a red nose, but they don't ever say, yeah. Rudolph. I thought about that. I was like, all these Christmas movies, there's no other movie. I mean, from everything that you see, they don't even focus on or say the word Rudolph. Hmm. I, I don't that. think he owns a copyright for it. That's weird. It, I mean, seriously, if you if you pay attention to it, unless I'm missing a few, I'm always like, they never talk about it. Like, huh. it's never focused on, it's never mentioned. I'm always like, I wonder if there's like some type of copyright on that. Well, I, I did a little, mine is also Rudolph uh, number yeah. two. So I'll, I'll segue into that because I did some, I did a little like looking up on history because, you know, I've Thank been you. on these shows with Garrett who always comes with all these fun Doesn't facts. He? And I was right. like, um, okay, I'm coming prepared this time. And so interestingly, a couple of things I found out that you're talking about like, though I always thought it was a claymation when I was yeah, a kid, I thought one. it was clay. Yeah. yeah, it's not. I found out it's all puppets and, and, and some really interesting things about it. It's the longest running Christmas movie of all time. It has been ever, it was released wow. in 64, 55 years, every yep. single year. It's the top rated, the only series on that network that's ever been uh, had higher ratings or higher watching is um, was just in the past years and this is us so wow. Rudolph is 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 it yeah. and they said interestingly one of the things um, I, I don't know about the trademark or the copyright on it but I it was started by a um, believe it or not a ad man for a department store in, during the Great Depression is who originally came up with it and they made these little booklets. It was kind of to bring people into the store uh, because you know people were having hard times and they gave out this, the story of Rudolph to all of the kids at Christmas for free. And it was originally a booklet and then someone else came along and tried to get it going and his brother-in-law made the, uh, the music for it, the Rudolph uh, music and partnered with this puppeteer and GE was the other big um, mm. partner to make Rudolph's nose. They, they provided the light bulb, uh, special LED light bulb for Rudolph's nose. So it was a huge, huge, huge production. And it said, I was fascinated by the fact that they said it would take, hold on, I have it here. Um, I want to make sure I say this right. Okay, to make one second of filming. This is great info. One second of filming took 24 painstaking frames of animation with those puppets. Mm. So imagine how long oh it took gosh. to make this movie. <laughs> 
agree. Yeah, and then I don't know if you know they were, they later in 1970. We'll got you guys will pro, will remember the Santa Claus is coming to town movie, yeah. which was yeah. also the it's actually the prequel story, but it wasn't released until 1970. So it was yeah, um, doing the Star Wars thing with it. Then. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Which I as a kid didn't ever put that I together. Knew Star right? Wars would make it somehow yeah. into the podcast. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> So yeah, some really interesting, um, Lisa, interesting awesome little things. I appreciate right? It. Wasn't that great? I thought it was good yeah. too. I was like, wow, and, this is amazing. I love knowing that it's 24 pages. Per, I mean, I can kind of see it when the abominable snowman comes on. They kind of yeah, skip yeah. Out the pages, but you know, it, it's 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 a cool <clears> thing. So. And what does it say? It says more. Yeah, more viewers have tuned in to watch Rudolph than Charlie Brown Christmas uh, in 2017. More watched uh, Rudolph than Charlie Brown Christmas. So, lots um, of interesting things about. That. Oh, and you good. know who? Do you know who they got to sing the Rudolph song originally in that movie? Do you no. know who the singer is? Gene Autry. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it, but his wife saw the story of Rudolph and was like, come on, this is a great underdog story. It, every people are going to really relate to this. You need to sing it. So it was the so wife the that show? talked for yeah, the show. For the show. Mm -hmm. So is he also like the guy that looks like the Pringle can that's going through the snow, the narrator? No, that is. That's Burl Ives, isn't it? Oh. No. Is that in that in the is it the Rudolph movie or the Santa Claus movie? Because the Santa Claus movie is Bing Crosby. He's nah, the uh, what's the guy Burl? Uh, what's his name? Milton Burl. No, uh, Bur I don't Burl know. I, I can't read it. Milton <laughs> <I don't Burl>. know. <laughs> <Milton laughs> Burl. Sammy Davis, Joe. Joe. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Nick Nack Paddywhack. <laughs> Milton Burl. Yeah, hey, I'm just exhausted with it too. Oh. Oh uh, yeah, so that was fun. That was interesting. Uh, yeah. Little tidbits. Love for you. the yeah, love the the information there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my number fun. two, my number two is uh, Christmas, um, Christmas vacation, for the simple nostalgia, like you, Matt, Chris, yeah. all of us. That was one we grew up with. To this day, it's one of the most quoted, you know, Christmas yeah. uh, movies there is. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and list my number one. Uh, which is Charlie Brown Christmas. Ah. And the reason I love this one so much is um, uh, there, was, there was a scene when Linus comes out on the stage, right? And I don't know if you guys remember this. And while he's on the stage, the, the lights go dim and he's got the spotlight on him. And he just quotes the Bible, the, the Christmas story directly from the Bible. And I love that uh, Charles Schultz incorporated that yeah. into that special and so that no matter who watched it across the globe uh or, or however much it was translated they got a little bit of that you know what 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 the true story was and then the other aspect of it that i just loved is the vince garaldi trio the the music yeah. to that show uh for me just i i can play it every day during the holiday season and not get tired of it so that's my number two or that's my yeah number that's two number, number one, one. Mm -hmm. Nice. So somebody who's there, what's your number one, Matt? I, or, go ahead, Chris. No, I, I, so I, like my 1A would be, <laughs> would, I'm, I'm going to cheat. I'm, 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 just, no, I'm, you're calling fine. Audible, I'm calling an audible, Joey. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, 1A would be the cartoon version of the Grinch stole Christmas. Yep. The original. Um, but the, my number one hands down is a Christmas story uh, with oh, Ralph. Yeah. I, I, and I, I think, 
So like the, the humor in it is awesome. I love the dad just because you can, as a dad now, you can as identify, every dad. you know, but I, you can identify with the kid. You can identify with like the, you know, the, the bully, like there's yeah. all these different characters in that movie that you're like, man, I know a kid like that. Or I know, mm-hmm. you know, and then just with them going shopping and I mean, that whole thing just, I mean, that, that, that just that screams Christmas. And by the way, it was not Milton Berle. It was Burl Ives. I just looked there it up. Go. Burl Ives was <laughs> the. Uh, what's your What's your one B? What's your one B? No, I mean number one. Number one is Christmas Story. One A, like the you know the one yeah. A would be the uh, the Grinch. Uh, oh, the Grinch. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Cartoon. The cartoon, not Jim Carrey. Yep, the cartoon. Yep. Matt. No. I'm gonna do what Chris did. I'm gonna audible, man. I'm gonna give a one A as well. So my one A would be. <laughs> A Christmas story. Um, I think that you hit it, man. It hits on so many facets of Christmas. And the thing that I always liked about that movie too, is it's always snowing. Yeah. Yes. I it love knows. it. It's like, yep. it, and, and like, even when they're in school and they've got the furnaces <laughs> along the wall. I mean, that was like my middle school, man. We had, the, <laughs> yep. you know, and it's yeah. just the weather, the excitement, you're right out Christmas shopping. It begins with the parade. Like it's everything. So that's why one A and I appreciate, I can't believe I forgot about that. I forgot about it. I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot about it. (laughs) You forgot. And it's, it's absolutely a one A as well. So my number one, um, and it's crazy because I started saying that I'm more nostalgic with it, but my number one has got to be Polar Express. And the reason for that, my son, Dominic is 15. And um, I think it came out like right when he was very young. I mean, maybe 2005. There you go. That's that's when he was born. So um, we watch it every Christmas Eve as a family. And, you know, it is really cool if you turn up the volume, turn off all the lights and you really watch it. It's amazing. Everything that they've done for the snow looks real. The sound is amazing. And I think for me, it's number one because it's my tradition with my kids before they go to bed before Santa comes. Right. So that's That's my number one. Lisa. Yeah. We just watched Polar Express last night because my neighbors have been doing all this decorating and they have a polar express theme and I, we haven't watched it in a while and we watched it so uh, to remember some of the stuff they were doing and it's it's a great movie great great movie um uh, so my number one is a christmas story and uh it was like huge 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 tradition in my family for every year at christmas and i think i could be like overlapping memories but i really feel like i remember going to see the movie the first time with my sisters, my dad took us out. Like his job was to get the kids out of the house. Mom was having some kind of party or get together and he was entertaining us. So it was a night with dad and we went to see this movie and we loved it. But the big part of it was as we got older, we would go to Florida to um, visit uh, for Christmas. We would go to Florida and I had an aunt in Florida. We would see my dad's sister and she was married to this very special man. And when I say special, I mean, he was unique and um, his name was Ralph. And Ralph, my uncle Ralph was the biggest instigator on the planet. And so if he knew there was any way, any little hot button you had, boy, he was going to sit on it and stamp on it and just like pound it in just 
to get the reaction. And so he knew my mother hated this movie. So of course, every Christmas, we got to watch Ralphie because he also kind of related to this movie. His name's Ralph. It was his era. That's when he grew up. You know, he, he it was his movie. You got to watch it. He thinks this movie was, is made about yeah, him. Made for him. Yeah. So we got to watch Ralphie. And of course, you know, he just loved that the dad was, you know, rah, 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 with the, you know, the bad words and all these different things. And uh, so it was this huge tradition every single year we had to watch the movie and and we loved it and for all the reasons you guys said too but um i I think it's great because while it has that core message of the warm and fuzzy christmas things like polar express and you know these other movies it's also kind of got that raw side of christmas when you talk about the stressful parts of christmas that exist you know all those times you know even the santa like how many santas really when you go to the to the mall are um you know stellar ideal christmas you know right right you know and it brings that out (laughs) merry christmas kid you know you'll shoot dry out i've never seen an experience with the slide like that though no, I that I was like, that's awesome. I'd love to have that. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure nowadays there's liability things around slides, oh, but somebody, somebody will get triggered. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Santa couldn't put a foot in a kid's face either. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. But there's just so many things about that, you know, about these these things about Christmas and how many things did did you want as a kid that you never got and that you really wanted. And but, you know, it, it was just a great movie. Um little small facts I looked up on this. Um, it's set in Indiana, but do you have any idea where it was actually filmed? Chicago? Nope. Ohio? Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And a wow. little bit in, and a little bit in Toronto. Yeah. Mm. So that and it was it was a movie that was almost not made. If you if and it I'm did not it succeed. It didn't succeed when it went to the box office. They released it at Thanksgiving, never made it to Christmas. No, and it's it one didn't, of those it's one of those that uh, later on it became a cult following. It became just yeah. a classic. Yeah. And it's because HBO picked it up. Once it went on HBO and on VHS, it was it became a cult following. And so it almost didn't make it. And uh, the only reason it made it to the box office in the first place or made it into a movie, the producer was the guy who produced Porky's. And he had been trying to get it produced all this time before Porky's and nobody would pick it up. And so once he got Porky's and it was successful, he had a little more Hollywood cred and a few people that said, OK, we'll make a Christmas hilarious. movie. Right. Yeah. That's so. maybe the leg lamp. <laughs> yeah. For those listening. He had, to, he had to sneak a little bit of Porky's in there somewhere. Right? <laughs> Something, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but ironically, um, what is the. Uh, the actor that plays Ralphie, Billing, Billingsby? Billingsley. I his, Billingsley. Billingsley. Him, he then went on, he produced uh, Four Christmases, which yeah. we haven't mentioned as a modern uh, Christmas movie. If you haven't it's seen funny. it, it's also very funny. Yeah. Yes. I've Great always wanted on. to know what they make and like what Christmas vacation people make in residuals. I've actually Googled it before and couldn't find it, but I was like, mm. I wonder how much Chevy Chase makes. Like he gets a check. I mean, think about it. You make yeah. a holiday the royalties. If they yeah. did their contract right, they do. Yeah. yeah. Think about that, man. Like you get a check every year for X amount of money. It's gotta be good. Cause they, these movies yeah. just play. Yeah. And, and like you said, that I feel like Christmas vacation has become bigger now than it was yeah. when we were younger. Like I, I'm pretty sure that was one of the movies that was censored when I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to actually watch it when I was a kid. I watched it later in life and it was good. It was funny, but it's not been until much later that I've come to appreciate the humor. And of course, the, the many funny things about hey. it that have more meaning now as adults who try to have Christmas with their kids. What were you going to say, Chris? 
I would say one one thing for Matt, real quick, talking about the Polar Express. Uh, yeah. One thing that my wife and I, and I'll give her the credit because she kind of came up with it when the kids were real little that we did was we do a family Polar Express. So it'll be one night and we would lay these little golden tickets, like laminated tickets on each of their beds. And so when they go upstairs to go to bed, there's a ticket there. And so they, they get it. And then we all go out as a family and look at Christmas lights together. We'll go like, you know, go to Starbucks where I get something to drink and then we'll go drive around for idea. like an hour or whatever. And what's cool is, I mean, our oldest is 16, but she's got this ticket with like all these holes in it that we've kind of punched uh, in there for, for every year that we've done that. So That's I don't great. know if you is. want to I love do that, that with your family. Chris, I love you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, podcast was worth it for that. Hey, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll text you a picture of the ticket that my wife made and or I'll text it to Joey or whatever, and then you can make your own and start it. Yeah. Because we always go to that big white lit up house the Turners have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. You know, I mean, what else is there to do right now? Well, I mean, we, I've got, we've got a whole route. Yeah, we've got a whole route, and we always end up at the fire station on Harrodsburg Road. But yeah, we have yeah, got a whole route to them all around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. You're the yeah. man. And I'll surprise. So, yeah. them. We'll do that. We'll surprise them. That's yeah, that'll be great. Thank be great. You. Awesome. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. Well, you you, you don't have to it anyway. Go. You gotta have a minivan <laughs> to do that, don't you? I'm oh, hey, listen. By the way, no, we've got it, Matt. But my kids, two of my kids, are like, Dad, are you gonna pick us up in the suburban? Don't let Mom come pick us up in the minivan. Oh, I'm like y'all, really? y'all secure that. No, uh-uh. yeah. in fact, now I'm picking you up in the minivan and I'm going to shout for you. Come with the air horn. Yeah. <laughs> Dad loves you. Right, last, last question a yes or a no before we wrap up is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. I've never thought of it as one. I know you said yes or no, but I've never thought of it as one. I know the argument for it, but I'm a no. Chris. Man, I love it, but I'm going to say no. And it would be the same thing as like Trading Places. It's a great movie. Not a, and it, like, it happens during Christmas time, but that ain't a Christmas movie, right? So I'm saying no. I'm going to agree with both of them. I have to say that I think that a lot of the reason people think it is is because when it's played, and I wouldn't be the proud Italian that I am if I didn't say Rocky IV is just as much of a Christmas. <laughs> it's awesome. It's <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to put it's my awesome. answer in. I think it is absolutely a Christmas movie. Christmas doesn't happen until Hans Gruber takes a swan dive off of the 40th floor of the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. And with that, we're going to wrap up today's show. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Chris. Love talking about Christmas, your memories. Love hearing about your stories, your food, uh, just everything that, that comes with this month. And thank you guys for sharing that with me. And thank you for sharing it with all of the guests and listeners. My name is Joey Police. This is the Topic of Choice podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and listen. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Joey.